Hunter Biden has always been the prodigal son. Greedy, reckless, extravagant, and self-absorbed. And like the parable in the Bible, Joe Biden kept offering his con artist son redemption. Well, now we know why. Old Joe was in on the cons. Together, father, son, and other Biden family members bagged some $31 million in five secret Chinese deals. The pot of riches was brokered by nefarious folks with deep ties to China's top spies. Who knew that selling out your country could be so lucrative? Hunter, of course, was the bag man. He was doing all the dirty work, and Dad was like the untouchable Mafia Don. He was taking his cut. What did the Chinese expect to get in exchange for fattening the Biden's bank accounts? A pliable U.S. president who would be soft on the communist government in Beijing. To borrow another biblical phrase, ask and ye shall receive with a little cash thrown in to grease the deals. The victims of the Biden family cons were not the Chinese. They bargained for their bucks. No, it was the American people. Thanks to a shamelessly biased media, voters in 2020 were fooled into believing that all those stories of Biden graft were just treacherous smears. News organizations were witting accessories to a cover-up of apparent corruption, censoring anyone who dared to expose the truth. Now, thanks to a new book by Peter Schweizer called Red-Handed, How American Elites Get Rich Helping China Win, the curtain has been pulled back on the shady deals and the prolific Biden profiteering. Peter is my guest on this edition of the brief. Attorney, Fox News legal analyst, and two time New York Times best selling author. This is the brief with Greg Jarrett. To all my listeners with an IRA, 401k, or other retirement savings, have you seen the headlines today? Our federal debt has now reached over $29 trillion. What our government is not saying is that the Fed is running out of ways to fight this growing debt bomb. Inflation and tax hikes may be their only way out. We all dodged a bullet when Senator Joe Manchin announced he wouldn't support the Democrats' crazy Build Back Better plan, but the Democrats may not give up that easily. That is not good news for hardworking American taxpayers. Whatever Biden and his cronies do in 2022 may mean even higher inflation. The more the dollar comes under attack, the more physical gold and silver could protect your money. So if you have $50,000 or more in your retirement savings, your money could be at risk. Learn how you can protect your life savings from Biden's tax plans with physical gold and silver. Call 855-665-0767 to receive your wealth protection kit. That's right. Call 855-665-0767. And Goldco may give you $10,000 or more in free silver when you open a qualified account. That's why Gold Co. is the only company I recommend for gold and silver. 
Goldco is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a five-time Inc. winner with countless five-star reviews. So what are you waiting for? Call 855-665-0767. That's 855-665-0767. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Brief. I'm Greg Jarrett. No doubt about it, Hunter Biden is an absolute rock star in the pantheon of swindlers and scoundrels. He's the Mick Jagger of scams. He's a grifter extraordinaire who's made a career out of leveraging his father's power and position in American politics. He monetized the Biden name big time. If there's a hustle to be made, Hunter is the man. His cons and capers That's the stuff of legend. I once wrote that Hunter is a monument to greed. An ellipse should be erected in his honor. But then again, there's little honor among thieves, so scratch that idea. Hunter didn't invent sleaze, not at all. Influence peddling is a time-honored tradition in Washington. But the Biden family, they have taken it to new heights. It's really hard to wrap your head around the staggering amount of money involved. $31 million in payola. That's a lot of cash. As Chief Brody said to Quint, you're going to need a bigger boat. For the longest time, there were those nasty rumors that the Bidens were not on the up and up. They didn't play cards, according to Hoyle. They always had something hidden up their sleeves, some kind of a scam going on. Then, Hunter Biden forgot all about his laptop that he dropped off at a repair shop in Delaware. Epic blunder. The computer, it turns out, contained a treasure trove of damning information. Hunter's brain fugue should come as no surprise. It runs in the family. Besides, the son has always been a train wreck in every sense of the term. He had no interest in actually working for a living like the rest of us, and why should he? Dad is a big effing deal, to steal one of Joe's famous quips. I mean, what's the point of going legit? Integrity is for suckers. So Hunter, with no real marketable skills and scant experience in anything went about peddling access to his father with visions of quid pro quos dancing in his Machiavellian head. He all but hung a for sale sign on his dad's office door. The Russians bit, and so did the Chinese. It didn't matter that the Bidens were profiting from adversaries of the United States and that national security was in jeopardy. Hey, that's somebody else's problem. Leeching off of Pops was a lucrative gig, and the old man could pocket some bucks along the way. In addition to the Russian money and the Chinese cash, there was Ukraine, Kazakhstan, Romania, and Oman. It's a big world out there with plenty of marks to be mined. You can read all about it in an 87-page Senate report chock full of seemingly corrupt deals involving the Bidens. It'll turn your stomach. But when you think about it in a sick and twisted way, it's really a testament to Hunter's exceptional talent as a con artist. 
Hutter's most infamous grift was fleecing the Ukrainians to the tune of $85,000 per month. That's $4 million overall for a do-nothing job sitting on a board of directors of a company called Burisma that was being investigated for corruption. That's when his vice president dad threatened to withhold a billion dollars in U.S. taxpayer money unless the Ukrainian prosecutor was sacked. And just like that, the guy was canned. The probe magically vanished overnight. You have to admit it was kind of slick. It didn't seem to matter that it's a felony in the criminal codes for a public official to confer a benefit to a foreign government, a billion dollars in aid, for example, in exchange for something of value to himself or a relative. Four million dollars in cash, to be precise. No, that's just a pesky detail. It was all working so perfectly. Then the laptop fiasco blew up in their faces like exploding cigars. That's when the Bidens kicked their phony denials into overdrive. Biden the elder denounced the incriminating evidence as malarkey, a bunch of garbage. And then he hid out in his basement bunker in Delaware. How much did Joe know? And to what extent was he involved in the illicit, if not illegal, schemes? He refused to answer. His flax claimed their boss knew nothing at all about his son's notorious business deals. Forget the photographs, forget the documents. Biden himself later repeated that very lie. When confronted with contrary evidence, his evasions were pure artistry. He was the Monet of prevarications. The liberal media, meanwhile, ran cover for Joe by blaming Republicans for conjuring up a false narrative. Damn the facts, it was all disinformation, How the suck-up media. With the help of big tech, they censored stories about the laptop and canceled anyone who dared to expose the truth about the compromising emails. Gullible voters swallowed the thin gruel. Pundits claimed it was Joe Biden who had fallen victim to an insidious plot to imperil democracy. The usual rubbish. But the whopper worked, and Joe was elected president. We now know that the laptop was the genuine article and the incriminating emails were authentic. We also know that Biden's claim during the presidential debate that he never received a penny from the Chinese was a load of horse manure. The Biden family was enriched, and so was Joe. How much? According to my guest, $31 $31 million from the Chinese alone. Joining me now is Peter Schweitzer, author of the new book, Red-Handed, How American Elites Get Rich Helping China Win. Peter is president of the Government Accountability Institute and the best-selling author of numerous books. Peter, thanks so much for being here. You know, there's a lot to unpack in this book. It's, I must say, it's really terrific. But Let's start with this. Explain the $31 million that went to the Bidens. There were a total of five deals brokered by Hunter Biden, and every single one of them was negotiated with people who had 
deep ties to the leadership of the Communist Party's spy apparatus? Yeah, Greg, first of all, it's great to be with you, uh, as always. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we first broke the story in 2018, and I think we talked about it, uh, that the Bidens had these commercial relationships in China. Um, and, uh, you know, that's been revealed. What we decided to do, Greg, was try to find out, based on the Hunter Biden laptop, based on emails provided to us by one of Hunter Biden's business partners, a guy named Bevan Cooney, try to figure out exactly how much money they got and determine who actually made these deals happen, uh, who made it rain, as it were. Uh, and what we found is that uh, there's some $31 million that we know they collected. Those are the deals we know of. There could have been others. Uh, and we traced back in the emails who actually made those deals happen. And Greg, in every single case, it involved an official who had ties to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence. Uh, one guy named Che Fang, who helped Hunter with the private equity deal, was at the same time business partners with a vice minister for state security, whose responsibilities included hiring foreigners to spy on behalf of China. And the other deals had similar ties to the Chinese intelligence apparatus. Yeah. You know, you present evidence that the biggest payout, I think it was, from the Chinese is estimated to be about $20 million. It was through a company called Bonhai Harvest. And, and Hunter actually introduced his father, Joe Biden, to a company executive when father and son flew together to Beijing on Air Force Two. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, Joe Biden has insisted uh, for years uh, that his son's business dealings were separate. He was not involved in them. Uh, the fact of the matter is that the Bohai Harvest deal, which um, Hunter was put on the board of this large financial hedge fund that was funded entirely by the Chinese government or Chinese government-connected entities. He, of course, had no background in finance. Um, when he visited uh, China with his father on Air Force Two in December of 2013, uh, he introduced them. He introduced his father to this executive. We also highlight in the book uh, numerous other instances where there were off-the-book meetings uh, that Joe Biden had with other Chinese officials. These were either government officials, Communist Party officials, or uh, businessmen that Hunter wanted to do deals with. So the notion that Joe Biden was not aware of it is ridiculous. And we also show that Joe Biden is actually a beneficiary of some of these deals. Another Chinese payout, Peter, of uh, $5 million, as I understand it, was wired to a company called Burnham Asset Management, which was another of Hunter Biden's vehicles. What about that one? Yeah, uh, Burnham Asset Management, uh, Hunter Biden gets a $5 million transfer of money into his business uh, from a gentleman named Mr. Zhao. Mr. Zhao is an interesting character. Um, he heads up something called Global Harvest Investments. He's connected with the Chinese uh, Communist Party. He wires Hunter Biden the $5 million out of that company's fund. What's interesting is who is his business partner that set up that deal? That's actually the family of the former minister of state security who ran the entire spy apparatus uh, of communist China. So again, you have this intelligence link and 
When you look at the email exchange that Hunter has with Mr. Zhao, it's very clear that this money is being transferred uh, to the company because he wants to work and have a good relationship with Hunter Biden. So, you know, we're creeping toward the point uh, where I think, Greg, honestly, we have to ask, is the Biden family compromised? Do you see these intelligence relationships and you know, you and I are both old enough to remember the Cold War. Uh, I just can't imagine the Carter family, the Nixon family, the Reagan family, family members doing deals with Russian businessmen that are linked to the KGB. I mean, it'd be setting off alarm bells all across Washington, D.C. That's precisely what we have right now with the Bidens going on, except it's China, not the Soviet Union. Yeah. And, you know, what's so stunning, I think, to any objective person is the false narrative that Trump had colluded with Russia um, and then the following inevitable accusations. He's he's soft on uh, Vladimir Putin as a consequence of it. All of it was untrue. He's actually tougher on on Putin than than many. Uh, And. And now we see, do you see, let me put it that way, Joe Biden soft on on China, uh, perhaps because, you know, he's compromised by the $31 million to his family. Uh, in my mind, there's no question, Greg. And what's, pe- what's important for people to understand is uh, the Chinese communist spy system uh, operates under some very interesting principles. Uh, one of them is what their expectations are of people that they've either compromised or they're exploiting or they've developed a relationship with. Uh, and loosely translated, their strategy into English is big help with a little bad mouth. And what that means is, you know, they are looking for people to help them on the things that are most important to them. Those is, that's the big help. They want access, unfettered access to Western capital. They want access to Western uh, technology. And the little bad mouth is they allow, if Joe Biden or if another political figure, you know, dings them on the Uyghurs or complains about human rights violations, they're fine with that. They have absolutely no problem with that. So when you look at Joe Biden and his administration, you know, people who say, well, look, he just issued a statement, you know, saying we're going to have a diplomatic protest of the Olympics. From the standpoint of Beijing, that's meaningless because on the big things that matter to Beijing, uh, Joe Biden is doing exactly the sort of things that Beijing would want him to do. And you cannot separate the fact that this commercial financial tie exists that it was executed by people with links to the highest levels of Chinese uh, Communist Party and Chinese intelligence. So to me, yes, we have to now recognize and investigate the true extent to which the Biden family is compromised uh, by Chinese intelligence. And the hypocrisy of the media that went after, you know, Donald Trump with a vengeance or false claims of Russian collusion um, you know, they're doing just the opposite with respect to Joe Biden. As I mentioned in the introduction, I mean, the, the liberal media, with the help of big tech, they censored stories about Hunter Biden's laptop and they sought to cancel anyone who dared to expose the truth about the emails contained therein and all of the other evidence. Yeah, it it is remarkable, Greg. I mean, when the stories first emerged, you know, the leaked stories about, you know, Russian ties in the Trump administration, I was one of those people who thought, oh, my gosh, this is really serious. We need to investigate this. And, 
you know, within a few months, the entire thing fell apart. I mean, you had no uh, actual money that transferred. I mean, the best they could come up with with was that at some point, uh, you know, the Trump organization was hoping to maybe build a hotel in Moscow. And the fact that they're in the hotel building business might explain that. Uh, But there was no financial tie. There was no evidence of links with anybody connected to Russian intelligence. And as you said, when you look at Trump administration policy, very, very tough on Russia. So it fell apart immediately. Here you have the opposite. The information's not based on some, you know, made-up dossier that was manufactured with the help of the Clinton campaign. Uh, you you have actual paper trails of money and deals going to the Bidens, and you have now the intelligence connection. It's not speculating about, oh, you know, uh, people met with some Russians in Trump Tower. We actually name the Chinese officials and who they are linked to in Chinese intelligence in the book. So there's no mystery there. And you're exactly right. If you were to apply even remotely the same standard, uh, the New York Times, the Washington Post, and all these news outlets would be climbing over themselves to get the story of the century, uh, but they're not. And that, I think, is probably the most disappointing and troubling aspect of all of this. You expect partisan Democrats to stand up uh, for a Democratic president. You are supposed to have a watchdog media, but what we have is a lapdog media. And it's not just the media, Peter, um, that would be absolutely apoplectic if it were the Trump family that got $31 million uh, from a foreign adversary. Uh, but but you would have people like Nancy Pelosi, Jamie Raskin, Adam Schiff, and the whole gang moving immediately for a vote on impeachment, right? Yeah, no, that that's exactly right. And, uh, you know, you also have the problem of uh, you know, our counterintelligence apparatus, our law enforcement uh, apparatus, there certainly have been, you know, leaked stories that there are FBI investigations about Hunter Biden. There's this new uh, document that came out from the IRS subpoenaing documents. But you have to wonder why, if these investigations started in 2018 and 2019, we're now in 2022, and those investigations have apparently not closed. Uh, but there's been no discussion about them, even though we have this national election and we now have the president of the United States and his family implicated. So it is, in my mind, a failure of very important institutions in the United States. That includes Congress, which is supposed to check the executive branch. Uh, the Democrats are falling into lockstep, but also our law enforcement uh, agencies that are supposed to be protecting us precisely from this kind of behavior, which is a hostile foreign intelligence service forging relationships with our political leadership. Well, and when you have an American president who appears to be beholden uh, to a foreign adversary uh, because of the money his his family has received, $31 million, maybe more, um, that's a national security risk, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, No question about it. And, you know, you have these uh, mysteries, I'll put that in quotation mark, that arise where, 
you know, President Biden has said that he discussed, uh, you know, with President Xi the origins of the COVID uh, uh, outbreak, uh, but they won't release the, the transcripts and his uh, staff members don't recall that coming up. These are fundamental questions. And, you know, a, a question about where this virus that has killed approximately a million Americans, where it originated from, what did the Chinese government know, when did they know it, what responsibility do they have? We have no interest from this White House in pursuing that question. And I would add to that on Capitol Hill, uh, in the House of Representatives, there has not been a single hearing about the origins of the COVID outbreak. Nancy Pelosi refuses to allow that to happen. And I contend in the book, part of that reason is that Nancy Pelosi has her ties, uh, commercial ties, to Beijing as well. So it's, it's a very, very perilous moment for our republic. Um, I want to ask you about one other thing, because it's in your book, and I've written about it uh, before in my columns about the Biden deal involving this mysterious venture called CEFC China Energy. And that, of course, is where Tony Bobolinsky comes in. He was recruited by Hunter Biden to act as CEO of the deal. And then, you know, Bobolinsky suddenly got a conscience. He has said that Joe Biden was actively involved and attended at least one meeting on that CF, CEFC China energy deal. And in fact, the laptop contains a document uh, reflecting what, what appear to be percentage payments in terms of, quote, 20 for H, 10 held by H for the big guy. And Bobolinsky has stated the big guy was Joe Biden. Uh, you write that CEFC China Energy deal provided six million to the Biden family. Yes, that's right. Six million to the Biden family. And again, fitting the pattern here, Greg. So who is this uh, Chairman Yi? He's the chairman of CEFC at this time. Uh, who is he and what relationships does he have? Well, before he took over the helm of CEFC, which was, by the way, built on the foundation of a company established by the People's Liberation Army General Staff, uh, Chairman Yi, before he took the position, was running an entity that is funded by Chinese military intelligence. And when you look at the Chinese language documents related to CEFC, this energy company, they state that their goal and purpose uh, was to uh, enhance the economic security and power of the Chinese state. So let's be clear, this is not like you know the Chinese equivalent of Exxon. Uh, it's not like the Chinese equivalent of, of British Petroleum. Uh, this is a company that is joined at the hip with Chinese military intelligence. Hunter Biden represents Chairman Yi, in his own words, uh, as his legal representative in the United States. Uh, and again, there is the $6 million transfer. Joe Biden is going to get a percentage ownership of this company. It's also important to add, Greg, that in the midst of all of these deals, Hunter Biden is collecting the money, but Hunter Biden is the conduit of funds going to the rest of the family. Now, how do I know that? Because when you go through the emails, you find that in many cases, Hunter Biden is paying his father's bills. Uh, some of them are small and rudimentary, like a $300 phone bill. But in other cases, there are tens of thousands of dollars of bills in other things. So the point is, even if Hunter Biden is the one collecting the money, 
a beneficiary is Joe Biden, and I will leave it to you and your uh, legal mind, it seems to me that has very serious legal implications for Joe Biden. He can't simply just say, well, I didn't have anything to do with it. He was a beneficiary of this activity. Yeah. Uh, You're right. There are several provisions of the U.S. criminal code that would apply, including conspiracy. So not not to mention, you know, IRS violations. But look, um, bigger picture here. Uh, Corruption is tragically endemic in Washington. Nancy Pelosi, you mentioned her a moment ago. She and her husband have made millions in stock trades. Um, I think about 30 million on big tech bets. Um, At the same time, she was slow walking efforts to rein in tech behemoths. I mean, Peter, if anybody else did that, they'd be behind bar. And then there is Dianne Feinstein's husband. And you devote a significant part of a chapter uh, uh, telling us about uh, Dianne Feinstein and her husband. Give us a preview. Yeah, uh, Dianne Feinstein, of course, senator from California for, you know, 30 years. Uh, Her husband, Richard Blum, uh, from the moment she became a U.S. senator, uh, became very active in business in mainland China. And it was primarily through the personal relationship that Dianne Feinstein and her husband had with Zhang Zemin, who is the leader, uh, the premier of China. Uh, They met each other back in the late 1970s when uh, Feinstein was the uh, mayor of San Francisco and Zhang Zemin was the mayor of Shanghai and they were sister cities. Uh, This was an enormously profitable relationship for Feinstein and her husband. Feinstein has always been apologetic for Beijing. She compared the Tiananmen Square massacre uh, in which Uh, in a case in which 10,000 Chinese civilians were killed by the military. She's equated that to Kent State, the tragedy at Kent State where I I think four people passed away. She's made other ludicrous comparisons, but to, to give a flavor for the level of compromise we're talking about, when Dianne Feinstein was the, the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, so she has access to all of America's secrets, her husband was partners and a major investor in a Chinese computer company called Legend that was selling computers to the United States military. Now, God knows why our military is taking Chinese computers. Perhaps the fact that Dianne Feinstein's husband is a business partner played a role. But these Chinese laptops were found by the Marine Corps and they went on record as saying they're all bugged. They're sending all the information (laughs) on these laptops back to China. This is occurring by a company in which Richard Blum is a major shareholder, while her, his wife is the chairwoman of the Senate Intelligence Committee. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. That's the level of penetration we're dealing with uh, when it comes to these Chinese relationships with our political elite. Yeah, and they're really good at it. In fact, there's another chapter in your, in your new book. Again, it's called Red-Handed uh, by Peter Schweitzer. But there's another chapter that exposes how Big tech giants uh, like Google and and Microsoft are knowingly helping the Chinese military compete with America. I mean, big tech is in on it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you see it in a couple of ways. One way is they, they sort of praise the regime. They praise Xi. They give them cover and protect them from criticism. But they also help the Chinese in their competition with the United States in very practical ways, Greg. Uh, I point out in the book that Microsoft and Google both are pouring a lot of resources into artificial intelligence research in China. And this is occurring at laboratories that they know full well is linked to the Chinese military. So why is this important? Why does this matter? Because artificial intelligence has been identified by President Xi as the critical technology. If they achieve what he calls the quote-unquote commanding heights in the competition with the United States and artificial intelligence, they are going to win the tech war against the United States. That is his phraseology. So here you have America's best and brightest corporations in the tech field that are literally subsidizing and helping China in their competition with us. In fact, Microsoft even takes interns from the People's Liberation Army itself. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, 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 you can't make this stuff up. And they are blind to the fact, I probably say wouldn't say blind completely, to the fact that they are benefiting this regime that wants to supplant the United States, and they don't seem to care. Yeah. So it's not just big tech, the Biden family, Nancy Pelosi, Senator Dianne Feinstein. I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, And you've got other members of Congress uh, and their families who are cashing in. You write about that. And, And those members of Congress are withholding criticism of China. Gee, what a coincidence. But also, you know, you write about how Wall Street bigwigs, you know, sort of get the inside track on billion dollar deals in China, all the while uh, praising the communist leadership in Beijing. Yeah, this, I think, is one of the most troubling aspects of the book. Uh, You know, we look at BlackRock and Blackstone, all the big firms on Wall Street, a really troubling story for me involves a guy named Ray Dalio, who runs Bridgewater Associates. It's the largest hedge fund in the world. Uh, he wrote in a book he ironically called Principles, because I think it's pretty unprincipled what he did. He writes in the book Principles about um, Wang Qishan, who's the second most powerful man in China. And he describes in the book at length how he spends all this time with Wang Qishan and that that this Chinese leader has helped him almost tap the mysteries of the universe. He describes it in sort of quasi-religious terms. It's like this starstruck teenager. And he says, you know, Wang Qishan has been a remarkable force for good for decades. So I thought, well, okay, let me find out about Wang Qishan. I'm going to go and, and research and investigate what I found, Greg, is who is Wang Qishan? He is Xi's enforcer. The Economist magazine calls him the most feared man in China because if you are opposed to Xi's rule, he, this guy, Wang Qishan, is the guy that gets you purged, thrown in jail, gets you tortured. This is the man that Ray Dalio says has almost helped him unlock the key to the universe and has been a remarkable force for good. Now, about a year after he wrote that and he said other nice things about the Chinese leadership, uh, Bridgewater Associates became the first hedge fund to be allowed to grant financial services to ordinary Chinese. So that's what it will get you. It's all about the dollar. Um, My guest has been Peter Schweitzer, author of the new book, Red Handed, 
how American elites get rich helping China win. I encourage everybody to read it. Uh, it's in bookstores everywhere. And, you know, it's getting sold out, quite frankly. You've got another bestseller on your hands, Peter. Uh, but it can be ordered uh, online, right? Yeah, you can get it at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and, of course, local bookstores as well if it hasn't sold out. All right. Great job, Peter Schweitzer. As always, thank you so much for joining me. It's always a pleasure. Thanks, Greg, for having me. And that's The Brief. Thanks for joining us. 